Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space here in West Limerick 102. My name is John Kelly. Thank you again for continuing to stay with us this morning. Um, a pretty comprehensive, actually, um, Science of the Week we had there and notices for the first, uh, for the first really Sunday, really, of the year when we got some, some news to bring you. But now, um, on this part of the program, Shane was suggesting he might share some thoughts that he had and some information on the Pope's, um, messages, various messages he had over the Christmas period. So, Shane, off you go. Thanks, John. Um, just a couple of things, I suppose, just to, to, to bring up around this particular part of the program. Um, we're coming towards the end of the end of the Christmas season, as we said in part one. And one of the things that I suppose I'm always conscious of is that there are <clears throat> many addresses that the Pope gives over the Christmas period, which may, people may not hear or, or hear about or read about or anything like that. And um, there's there's the homily from Christmas Eve. There is the homily from Christmas Day. There's the Urbi et Urbi message on Christmas Day. And then there's generally one, if not two, general audiences over the Christmas. And as well as that, then there is the the message from um, the homily on New Year's Eve as well. And, of course, the Feast of the Epiphany. But I just wanted to draw attention, I suppose, to two in particular. And one was the homily for the Christmas Eve Mass. <clears throat> and it was an interesting one because... Pope Francis, uh, like many of the popes at Christmas time, the message can be a bit disconcerting. You might see um, an article, you know, the President of America wishes everyone happy holidays, Uktran Heron wishes everyone a Merry Christmas, and then suddenly you might see something along the lines of, you know, the Pope comes out and says something a bit more challenging, like, let us allow ourselves to be challenged by the child in the manger. Mm-hmm. It's not quite, you know, the happy holidays kind of tone. No. And it's something actually which Pope Francis has done, and of, of which his predecessors, Pope Benedict in particular, also did, where the Christmas homily was also just a reminder to us that Christmas wasn't all about tinsels and ha- lights and all the rest of it. Mm. And it's his homily on uh, Christmas Eve was one where he urged us to allow ourselves to be challenged by the child in the manger and also by the children of today's world. And it was also a letter, it was also a theme that he picked up in a letter that he sent to all the bishops, uh, which was dated the 27th of December, which is the Feast of the Holy Innocents, Mm. where he called on the bishops and the church to take a responsibility in terms of protecting children, particularly those in vulnerable situations like in war or famine. And but going back to going back to Christmas Eve, you know, he spoke of children who are not lying in a cot caressed with the affection of a mother and father, but rather of those hiding underground, for example, to escape bombardment, or those on the bottom of a boat overladen with immigrants. And it was a very hard hitting homily in some respects. And he says, to, you know, he said to us, let us allow ourselves to be challenged by the children who are not allowed to be born, you know, by those who cry because no one satisfies their hunger Mm. or by those who do not have toys in their hands but rather weapons he said and you know they're very it's very important thing i think that we need to think about um in terms of you know at the start of 2017 kind of you know there's a lot of areas of the world where children cannot be children and it's something i suppose for us to think about in this holiday season and for us just to be aware of it and to be conscious of it because 
um, you know, the Pope reminds us that Christmas night is about, you know, the, a night of glory. It's a night of joy because God has given us a great hope. And I think that's one of the things that I wanted to bring out by just reflecting on the Pope's message, but something Pope Francis brought out again and again. You know, we, if you listen to the media at the moment, you listen to the radio, and you're reading the newspapers, at the start of the year, I suppose January is always a very tough and challenging month for many people. You know, it's the the humdrum life after the excitement of Christmas. People have been on a holiday and the weather is not great and everything like that. And it's a tough month for people, John, I think, you know. And sometimes as well, when you look around and you look at the state of the world that we live in, because of course, you know, we have a new president of the United States of America on the 20th of January. We have the whole difficulties that are there again between the United States and Russia. There is the whole challenge for us here in Ireland of Brexit. Um, there's the ongoing debacle, which is our health service and and the challenges that poses for people. And then when you just look around the world, there's so many different things that could upset people, like the wars in South Sudan, the forgotten wars in Yemen, the ongoing conflict in Syria, the issues in the Central African Republic, the fact that Congo is on the verge of breaking out into civil war. Um, you know, if you look to the to, to the, the Middle East and that whole mess that is Palestine and Israel, if we look further east to the likes of China and Vietnam and the persecution of Christians, it can be a tough time. But I suppose that's where we come into our own as Christians. That is the one thing I suppose we have to remind ourselves again and again. We are people of hope. And Christmas is the reason, one of the reasons for our hope. Because we have to remember that you know, if we want to celebrate Christmas properly, and it just doesn't end on Christmas Day, it's something that we should carry with us throughout the year, we need to contemplate that sign of the babe of Bethlehem. And, you know, in the old liturgical, liturgical calendar, the Christmas the crib stayed up in the church until Candlemas, which is the 2nd of February. And some parishes keep that tradition up, that the crib will stay up in the church until the 2nd of February. And it allows us an opportunity <coughs> to look at the fact, you know, look at the simplicity of what we're talking about, the simplicity of a small newborn, the meekness of a little child, you know, and, but at the same time, God is there. You know, that's the paradox. When we look at the world around us and presidents and kings and emperors and governors and all the rest of it, but God has appeared to us in a small little child and we need to go to where he is at, to bow down, to humble ourselves, to make ourselves seem small, to meet the child. We are called to be childlike, not childish. And the easiest way, you know, to become to get to, to understand where a child is coming from, like if you've nephews or nieces or sons or daughters, um, you know, I, I I speak myself my own experience of my my own nephews. The easiest way to become to where they're at is to get down on your hands and knees and get down to the you know you're at the eye level of a child, and it just reminds you of that I suppose that we are called to be childlike, not childish, and we need to discover you know, and rediscover within ourselves that whole thing. Like the child who was born challenges us, you know. He challenges us to leave behind our illusions and to go to the essence of ourselves in many respects, you know. And that's what Pope Francis said on Christmas Eve. We have to let ourselves allow ourselves to be challenged by the child in the manger 
to be allow ourselves to be challenged by the children of the world. You know, the mystery of Christmas, you know, is supposed to question and unsettle us in some respects because it's both a mystery of hope and a mystery of sadness in many respects. And, you know, it bears within itself the taste of sadness because love is not received. You know, Christ was not accepted and life can be discarded so simply and so easily in this throwaway culture of ours. You know, um, he was born rejected by some, regarded by many others with indifference. You know, but at the same time, it's also a reminder to us of hope. We're entering into ordinary times, the everyday life and time of faith and practice. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves that notwithstanding the darker aspects of our lives, God's light shines out. And I don't know how many people, you know, still have the tradition of the Christmas candle. I know some families do. But, you know, something to think about maybe and reflect on for 2017 is to have a light in our homes. For many people before, it used to be a lamp in front of the Sacred Heart. But not, you know, depending, many houses, modern houses may have that image of the Sacred Heart anymore. But it's a lovely thing, you know, just to have a small little candle safely in a place that's not unattended and obviously all the rest from terms of fire risk and all the rest of it. But to have a little light, um, you know, maybe in front of an icon or a picture of a statue, just to you know, remind ourselves that God's light shines out, you know, and we should not be afraid. His His gentle light does not make us fear, you know, and the whole thing is, as Pope Francis said, that God, who is in love with us, draws us to Himself with His tenderness, born poor and fragile among us as one of us, you know. And that is something we need to think about, I suppose, and to have hope. I suppose it's one of the things that I would say kind of that would jump out at me at this particular time of the year. You know, as we enter into January and the challenges that that can bring for people in terms of, you know, um, what to do or how to deal with everyday life, it can't always be the easiest time in the world. And I suppose that is the reminder to us that Christmas doesn't stop just with Christmas tide, like it finishes today. It's about reminder to us all that we are people of hope. And sometimes, you know, that we have to remind ourselves of that. And it's often easier to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Shane, I think that's a beautiful idea about having the candle and, and having that light. Just to remind us, you know, the Christmas is the Christmas is there with us every day. But, but just to remind us of that sign of hope again. A lovely idea. Shane, just before we go and, and leave this section, um, I, just, I just want to bring a, just a small little bit of a notice here, something that I just picked up. And um, it's actually from Bishop Brendan Leahy. And uh, his talk in the Corpus Christi Church here in Maras for the World Day of Peace. And he says, thanks to the contribution of many to active nonviolence, Limerick City is now a city that is beginning to sing a song of cooperation and regeneration, new, valid, new vitality, effective management, artistic sport and cultural manure. And I think it's about time we have some good news. Limerick can be held up as a shining example of how active nonviolence can be used to turn the tide against gangland crime, said Bishop. Uh, Lee in a homily on New Year's Day. Speaking of the Corpus Christi Church in Maras and the day celebrated in, in internationally as the World Day of Peace, Bishop, uh, Bishop Leahy paid tribute to the people of that parish of South Hill, Ballincora Western and St. Mary's Park, who gone the extra mile 
to in non-violence and non-retaliation in the face of violence. And I thought that was a lovely little message to bring, and I thought it was important to bring it to people's attention because, as you mentioned at the outset of your reflection there, you know, this time of the year people tend to bring the bad news and so on and so forth. There's a nice bit of good news. And I think, mm. it's, I, I think it's important. Yeah, and good news. Good news is what we want, I suppose, in this in these troubled times. And the other side of it is is just you know we are people of hope. But also, um, there's that great expression: God helps those who helps themselves. And one thing I would say to people around this time is, you know, it's <clears throat> it's a time of New Year's resolutions and starting new habits. Now, I don't know about you, John, but I don't make New Year's resolutions and any changes that I'm going to make in life or any habits I'm going to try and do, I generally don't start them until February because anything I've started in January, it never continues. <laughs> okay. So, but, you know, just, that's just that's me. That's the rest of us. Um, you know, that's just me. But, you know, it's, it's a time of the year when we can take stock and kind of think about, well, where am I making space for God in my life? And the, while the idea of a candle is quite simple, I suppose it's time for us, for us to encourage people to think about prayer space in our lives as well, you know, because unless we are feeding both the spiritual as well as the physical at this time of the year, it's very hard to maintain that hope because it's such a fragile thing, the light of hope that's within each of us. And <clears throat> also by looking towards the sacraments and in particular, the sacrament of confession because you know there's a whole thing about fear and worry and one of the many things that people worry about is well what if i did this or i didn't do that or all the rest of it and a reminder to us after we had the year of mercy last year that you know turning to god's mercy it's always an opportunity that's there for us but to remind ourselves constantly we are people of hope shane thank you so much for that so now i think we might go for a second bit of music I wasn't actually going to play this uh, this bit of music till um, till the end of the program, but now Shane mentioned that a number of times he mentioned the word hope. So maybe it's time, and maybe the Holy Spirit's telling me to play this bit of music. This one is entitled, and it's from Domian, and it's entitled "Season of Hope." So let's hear this. <laughs> told us long ago A child will come to bring us hope A star lit up the night to show the way Oh, oh. For all the wise men seeking truth The child came as living proof The light of all the world still shines in a lowly cattle stall, love was born to save us all. It's a season of hope, a season of joy, and it all goes back to a baby boy. When God reached down and changed the world forever. world forever 
try to hide their fear Many hungry hearts are lost in cold But we can be the light of Christ Bring some joy to someone's life And share the greatest story ever told In a lowly cattle stall Love was born to save us all It's the season of hope, a season of joy change the world, love can change the world, yes it can, we are his hands, and we are his feet, across a thousand miles, or across your street, we are his hands, and we are his feet, across a thousand miles, or across your street, we've got a gift, let's give it season of hope, a season of joy, and it all goes back to a baby boy, when God reached down and changed the world forever. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.